Hi, friends. Welcome to season two of The Artist Blend. Woohoo! Yeah. So we decided to take a small break because, as we all know, life happens. Uh, but we took the real break to recharge and we wanted to talk about new things and also old things with different perspectives because we've done a lot of subjects where it was just Easton and I talking and we found it fascinating enough and hopefully you did too that we are looking to either revisit those subjects or even bring guests on who might have more to say about that subject. So that's something to kind of look forward to in season two. Yeah, we um as we've talked about a few times on the show, we've talked about like how um, sometimes burnout can happen, sometimes, not even sometimes, just people need rest. <laughs> and so we just took a, a, a few weeks. For you guys, I, it should have only been like two weeks, but for us it was about a month um, to kind of just chill and ruminate on the past, what, about six months? About, yeah. But yeah, so we took that time to just kind of uh, reflect. And we've taken those reflections and have uh, are, are moving forward with those changes to the show. Uh, they're going to be slight. The show is still the same. Nothing's really majorly different. It's just the details that uh, we think will help continue to make things cleaner and better and more fun and um, making the show better. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Hi, friends. Welcome to The Artist Blend. Today, we are going to talk about Banksy. Yeah, so grab your mug and let's get talking. So today we're going to be talking about the street artist named Banksy, or the the yeah. synonymous, pseudonymous name Banksy. But first, let's talk about the coffee really, really quickly. Yes. Um, so this is another one from okay. Onyx, uh, just like the last one was. If you haven't listened to our episode on Rudolph Laban, uh, go ahead and do that, because yes. that's a cool episode. But we try another one of Onyx's there. Um, but this is uh, this is the Eclipse Coffee. Um, this is the description uh, from their website. While most of our coffees thrive on the lighter side of roasting, there is a culture dedicated to the dark side. The traditional European style of coffee is still prevalent in many parts of the world, and we honor this by crafting Eclipse, our most developed offering. This, uh, The origin will change with seasonality, but remains darker than a Darren Aronofsky movie at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That's funny. <laughs> I love that. Um, this one that I'm trying uh, is from Guatemala. Um, it was washed and raised bed dried. Uh, elevation is 1850. And the tasting notes for this one? Get ready. Eh. Baker's chocolate, burnt sugar, and smoked vanilla bean. Mm, yes, please. So that's why I picked it yeah. uh, when I was at the store because I was like, right, this yes, is what I need I to like try. It. <laughs> anyway, but that's that. Yeah. So let's talk about Banksy. Banksy. So this Tell is me a, everything. This is a fascinating subject in some ways. Um, Banksy is a pseudonymous England-based street artist, political activist, and film director. I didn't know that when I was looking it up. Whose real huh. name and identity remain unconfirmed and the subject of speculation. Dun dun dun. <laughs> um, he he. So it is confirmed that it is a male. So I will be using he. Okay. Uh, he has been active since the 1990s. His satirical street art and submersive uh, epigrams combine dark humor with graffiti, executed in a distinctive stenciling technique. His work of political and social commentary have appeared on streets, walls, and bridges throughout the world, which is really cool to think about because um, you you might attain street artist to being just staying local, but he's shown up everywhere. Uh, Banksy's work grew out of the Bristol underground scene, which involved collaborations between artists and musicians. Banksy says that he was inspired by 3D, a.k.a. 
Robert Dilnaja, I believe is how you say his name. Hey. Uh, and he's a graffiti artist and founding member of the musical group Massive Attack, if you know about them. Hey. Banksy displays his art on publicly visible surfaces, such as walls and self-built physical prop pieces. Banksy no longer sells photographs and reproductions of a street graffiti, but his public installations, quote, are regularly resold, often even by removing the wall they were painted on, which is crazy to think about. Huh. He's so popular that if he paints on something, they literally will cut his art out wow. of the wall to, to preserve it. That's crazy. I know. And the par- part of the reason they do that is much of his work is classified as temporary art. And temporary art means mm. the materials and or the way he does it, it doesn't survive. So a lot of times wow. if the wall can't be removed or the artwork can't be, it'll be protected by a sheet of plastic. There are places where there's a 24-hour guard standing at the artwork so nobody vandalizes it or anything like that. It's pretty crazy to think Same. about. Uh, Banksy's documentary film, Exit Through the Gift Shop, which I love the name, uh, it made its debut in 2010 at the Sundance Film Festival. And in January 2011, he was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Documentary Feature for the film. Wow. In 2014, he was awarded Person of the Year at the 2014 Webby Awards. He just made this film. He didn't anticipate to, like, get an award nomination for it. Yeah, no. Right? Um, And here's where the controversy kind of comes in, so strap in. Uh, Banksy's name and identity remain unconfirmed and the subject of speculation. In a 2003 interview with Simon Hattonstone of The Guardian, Banksy is described as a white, 28, scruffy, casual jeans, t-shirt, a silver tooth, silver chain, and silver earring. He looks like a cross between Jimmy Nile and Mike Skinner of the streets. End quote. Banksy began as an artist at the age of 14 and was expelled from school and served time in prison for petty crime. According to Hattonstone, quote, anonymity is vital to him because graffiti is illegal, end quote. Banksy reportedly lived in Easton, Bristol during the late 1990s before moving to London around 2000. Wait, in Easton, Brit, Brit, Bristol, yeah. or Eastern Bristol? East, Easton. It's literally a town called Easton. Easton? Yes. I didn't know that. I didn't know that Bristol <laughs> yeah. had a town called Easton. So, cool. You're there. <laughs> I'm there. I never knew I was in England. Who knows? Um, Banksy is commonly believed to be a gentleman named Robin Gunningham. Oh. As first identified by the mail on the, uh, a movie called The Mail on Sunday in 2008. What? Born on 28th of July, 1974 in Yate, 12 miles from Bristol. Several of Gunningham's associates and former schoolmates at Bristol, Cathe- uh, Bristol Cathedral School have corab- co- yeah, corroborated this, and in 2016, a study by researchers at the Queen Mary University of London using geographic profiling found that the incidence of Banksy's work correlated with the known movements of Gunningham. Oh my god, okay, wait, hang yeah. on. I had no idea that not only was there a suspected identity, but that researchers and teams of people have collaborated yep. to try and it, figure out who it's this crazy. is. That's crazy. And according to the Sunday Times, Gunningham began, began employing the name Robin Banks, which eventually became Banksy, and two cassette sleeves huh. featuring his artwork from 1993 for the Bristol band Mother Samosa exist with his signature. In June 2017, DJ Goldie referred to Banksy as Rob. So... He's like the number one suspected Banksy person. However, other speculations on Banksy's identity include Robert Robert Del Naja, I believe is how you say it, a.k.a. 3D, who is a member of the uh, Trip Hop Band Massive Attack and has been graffiti artist during the 1980s prior to forming the band and was previously identified as a personal friend of Banksy. 
it, I've seen a couple of reports where it's been negated that he is not Banksy because his uh, publicist is like, no, he's, he's not. Um, in 2020, users on Twitter began to speculate that the former Art Attack presenter Neil uh, Butcherman was Banksy. That was denied by his publicist. And in 2022, <laughs> Billy Gannon, a local counselor in Pembroke Dock, was rumored to be Banksy. He sub- subsequently resigned because the speculation was affecting his ability to carry out his duty as counselor. Wow. Uh, yeah, so there's speculation as to who it is. It leads strongly to being Robin, uh, Robin, yeah, Robin Gunningham, but it's still, they never confirmed or deny whether it was him or not. Wow. And it, it still happens, as we'll get into later. In October 2014, an internet hoax circulated that Banksy had been arrested and his identity revealed. It was not, that was not true. But Banksy as a whole started as a freehand graffiti artist in 1990 to 1994 as one of Bristol's Dry, dry Bread Z crew, DBZ for short, and the two other artists known as Cato and Tess. He was inspired by a local artist and his work was part of a larger Bristol underground scene with Nick Walker in Inky and 3D. Uh-huh. During this time, he met Bristol photographer Steve Laz- Lazarides, who began, who began okay. selling Banksy's work, later becoming his agent. And that name is eh. important for later on, uh, but you don't have to write it down or memorize it. Okay. <laughs> but by 2000, he had, turned the art of, he had turned to the art of stenciling after realizing how much less time it took to complete a work. He claims he changed to stenciling while hiding from the police under a rubbish lorry when he noticed the stenciled serial numbers and employed this technique. He soon became more widely noticed for his art around Bristol and London, but Banksy's first known large wall mural was the Mild Mild West, painted in 1997, to cover advertising of a former solicitor's office on Stokecroft in huh. Bristol. It depicts a teddy bear lobbing a uh, Mavoltov cocktail at three riot police. So that was mm. his first work. And it's fascinating to think the thing that he is known for within stenciling was thought of because he was like, you know, this is easier and I, I can get away with it more. <laughs> Yeah, um, but Banksy's stencils feature striking and humorous images occasionally combined with slogans. The message is usually anti-war, anti-capitalist, or anti-establishment. Uh, subject often includes rats, apes, policemen, soldiers, children, and the elderly. Um, he is also known in some of his um, uh, warehouse art, public art displays to paint animals, like physically paint mm-hmm. their bodies. But um, oh, it, it's it's sort of a bit of controversy because through some departments it's claimed completely safe it's just like animal safe makeup uh-huh. but animal activists are still like you shouldn't do this so it it continues uh-huh. in his career but it's kind of one of those things okay we will note it and move on in august 2004 banksy produced a quantity of spoof of yeah spoof british 10 pound notes replacing the picture of queen's head with diana princess of wales uh. heading and changing the text bank of england to banksy of england <laughs> A limited run of 50 signed posters containing 10 uncut notes was also produced and sold by Pictures on Walls for £100 each to uh, commemorate the death of Princess Diana. One of these sold in October 2007 at auction in London for £24,000. This was illegal, obviously, as the Bank of England holds the copyright over all of its banknotes. Yeah. So not only is he doing graffiti that's illegal, he's basically just creating money. (laughs) Hmm. 
Wow. Banksy held an exhibition called Barely Legal, billed as a three-day vandalized warehouse extravaganza in Los Angeles on the weekend of 16 September 2006. The exhibition uh-huh. featured a live, quote, elephant in a room, end quote, painted in a pink and gold floral wall pattern, a wallpaper pattern, which, according to leaflets handed out at the exhibit, was intended to draw attention to the issues of world poverty. Um, and again, a, a uh, like animal service department issued a permit for the elephant. Everything was legal, but uh, animal mm-hmm. rights activists had problems with it. So it was quickly wrapped yeah. up. And the final day, the elephant appeared completely unpainted. Um, and the uh, owners were quoted saying, "Quote many many uh, she had done many many movies, and she used she's used to makeup." End quote. Huh. Banksy also made artwork displaying Queen Victoria as a lesbian and satirical pieces that incorporated art made by Andy Warhol and Leonardo da Vinci. Huh. And that matters because this sort of started Banksy's movement in a way, because after Christina Aguilera bought an original of Queen Victoria as a lesbian and two prints uh, for 25,000 pounds on October 19th, 2006, that ensued Banksy's work being sold at auction for the highest record so far. Mm-hmm. The six silkscreen prints featuring a model painted in the style of Andy Warhol's Marilyn Monroe pictures sold for five times their estimated price. Whoa. Their stenciling of green Mona Lisa with real paint dripping from her eyes sold for 57,600 pounds at the same auction. In December, uh, journalist Max Foster coined the phrase the Banksy effect, which is what I was talking about to illustrate how interest in other street artists are growing on the back of Banksy's success. So he basically was bringing street art into the popularity of the uh, art movement as a general. Mm. Uh, On February 21st, 2007, at Auction House in London, auctioned three works of Stockbees, I believe is how you say it, reaching the highest price ever for a Banksy work at auction, over £102,000 mm. for bombing Middle England was the name of the piece. Yeah. Two of his other graffiti works, Girl with a Balloon, which is famous, uh, it's a little girl with a red heart balloon floating away, and Bomb Hugger, which is also a girl depicting holding, hugging a bombshell, sold for £37,200 and £31,200 respectively, which were well above their estimated prices. Mm. The following day... Auction. The following day's auction saw a further three Banksy works reach soaring prices of ninety-six thousand pounds, seventy-two thousand pounds, and thirty-three six hundred thousand pounds, all just escalating the price of his art and showing that it, it just is depending on what becomes popular within the art culture. And he even <laughs> coincided the second day of auctions. Banksy updated his website with a new image of the auction house scene showing people bidding on a picture that said. I can't believe you morons actually buy this crap. We'll, we'll censor for those listening. <laughs> in, <court. laughs> um, in April 2007, transporting, uh, Transport for London painted over Banksy's image of the scene of Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction, featuring Samuel L. Jackson and eh. John Travolta clutching bananas instead of the guns. That's also another famous in- image. Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah. Although the image was very popular, Transport from London claimed that the graffiti created a, quote, general atmosphere of neglect and social decay in which turn encourages crime, end quote. And their staff were professional cleaners, not professional art critics, but Banksy later painted the same image site again, and initially the actors were portrayed holding real guns instead of bananas, but they were adorned with banana costumes instead. (laughs) Wow. That's hilarious. Vocal health is incredibly important. 
Sometimes you get tired, you get allergies, you get overworked, and your voice suffers, which can really put a damper on your work as a singer, actor, or even public speaker. Vocal Mist can help with that. It's a portable nebulizer that uses an isotonic saline to make a cool mist that you inhale. It's been research proven to help the voice stay hydrated and working well. The Vocal Mist Portable Nebulizer is a fast and easy way to keep your vocal cords healthy, give you better vocal stamina, and can mitigate damage from overuse. I have one of my own that I absolutely love, and if you use your voice in your artistic endeavors, I can't recommend this enough. Use the affiliate link in the show notes and get your Vocal Mist Portable Nebulizer today. On April 27, 2007, a new record high for the sale of Banksy's work was set at the auction for the work Space Girl and Bird, fetching 288,000 pounds, or in U.S. dollars, is $576,000. Around 20 times the estimated of the Bohemians of London, and in in May of 2007, Banksy gained the award of the art's greatest living Brighton. Banksy, as, ex- as expected, did not turn up to collect his award and continued with his anonymous state. So that money is just floating. Wow. On uh, June 2007, it was reported that Banksy's The Drinker, another title of one of his work, had been stolen. And in October 2007, most of his works offered for sale at Bo Hammond's auction house in London sold for more than twice their reserve price. So it like once once it took off in the art, com- our art collecting community, the prices just kept going up and up and up and up. Yeah. And that matters for a story that's coming up, so that's why I say it. Okay. But Banksy, who, quote, is not represented by any of the commercial galleries that sell his work secondhand, end quote, claims that the ex- exhibition at uh, a gallery in New York City, his first major exhibition in the city, is unauthorized, and the exhibition features 62 oh. of their, their paintings and prints. So it's like, that's, uh, not, that's not authorized, but it has 62 of them what? in it. What? Yeah. In 2009, in May, Banksy parted with uh, partner, yeah, parted company with agent Steve uh, Lazarides and announced that Pest Control, the handling service who act on his behalf, would be the only point of sale for his new works, which makes sense because he uses rats in his, like rats as a sta- staple in some of his works. So calling it Pest Control is really cool. Uh, in June 2009, the Banksy versus Bristol Museum show opened at Bristol City Museum and Art Gallery, featuring more than 100 works of art, including animatronics and installations. It is his largest exhibit yet exhibition yet, featuring 78 new works, and reaction of the show was positive, with over 8,500 visitors to the show on the first weekend. Eh. Over the course of the 12 weeks, the exhibition visit, uh, was visited by over 300,000 times. Wow. In December 2009, Banksy marked the end of the 2009 uh, United Nations Climate Change Conference by painting four murals on global warming. One included the phrase, I don't believe in global warming, and the words were submerged in water. A feud and graffiti war between Banksy and an artist called King Robo broke out when Banksy allegedly painted over one of Robo's tags. The feud has led to many of Banksy's works being altered by graffiti writers. Exactly. The world premiere of the film Exit Through the Gift Shop occurred at the Sundance Film Festival in Park City, Utah in January. Yeah, in January. He created 10 street artworks around Park City and Salt Lake City to tie in with the screening. And in February, the White House Public House in Liverpool, England, um, uh, artwork on there was sold for $114,000 at auction. The side of the building has an image of a giant rat by Banksy. Wow. 
In April, to coincide with the premiere of The Exit Through the Gift Shop in San Francisco, five of his works appeared in various parts of the city. Banksy, report- Banksy reportedly paid a San Francisco Chinatown building owner $50 for the use of their wall in one of his stencils. In May 2010, seven new Banksy works of art appeared in Toronto, Canada, though most have been subsequently painted over or removed. Mm. And January 2011, Exit Through the Gift Shop was nominated for a 2010 Oscar for Best Documentary Feature. Banksy released a statement about the nomination stating, quote, This is a big surprise. I don't agree with the concept of award ceremonies, but I'm prepared to make an exception for the ones I'm nominated for. <laughs> The last time, this is better, the last time there was a naked man covered in gold paint in my house, it was me, end quote. <laughs> oh my I know, God. Right? Wow. He is a class act. Right? <laughs> Leading up to the Oscar, Banksy blanketed Los Angeles with street art. Many people speculated if Banksy would show up to the Oscars in disguise to make a surprise appearance if he won the Oscar. Exit through the gift shop did not win the award, which went to a movie called Inside Job. And in early March 2011, Banksy reported responded to the Oscars in an artwork in West uh, Weston Supermare in UK of a little girl holding an Oscar and pouting. <laughs> yeah. Wow! And um, some cool little fact is Banksy was credited with the opening couch gag for a 2010 Simpsons episode called Money Bart, depicting people working in uh, deplorable conditions and using endangered and mythical animals to make both the episodes cell-by-cell cell and the merchandise connected with the program. His name appears several times throughout the episode's opening sequence, spray-painted on assorted walls and signs. But Fox san- sanitized part of the opening, quote, for taste, end quote, and make it less grim. In 2011, Banksy published the original storyboard on his website, and according to Banksy, the storyboard, quote, led to delays, disputes over broadcast standards, and a threatened walkout by the animation department. Wow. Executive director Al, Al Jean jokingly said, that's what you get when you outsource. <laughs> and in October 2013, ba- Banksy began a one-month show on the streets of New York City, for which he opened a separate website and granted an interview with the Village Voice via his publicist. Wow. A pop-up, this is crazy, because remember all those big numbers of how the artwork sold in the past. A yeah. pop-up boutique about twenty-five of about 25 spray art canvases appeared on 5th Avenue near Central, Central Park on t- October 12th. Tourists were able to buy Banksy art for just $60 each. In a note posted on his website, the artist wrote, Please note, please note this is one a one-off. The stall will not be there again. The BBC estimated that the street stall art pieces could be worth as much as $31,000. The booth was manned by an unknown elderly man who went about four hours before making a sale, yawning and eating lunch as people strolled by without a second glance at the work. Wow. Banksy chronicled the surprise sale in a video post to his website, noting, Yesterday I set up a stall in the park selling 100% authentic original signed Banksy canvases for $60 each. Two of the canvases sold in July 2014 auction for $214,000. So imagine like buying a Banksy for 60 bucks and then being able to sell it for that much. Like it's absolutely crazy. I mean, that just shows how 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 the art community can be very silly about how they value it's things true. because if people are just walking by uh, and it, yeah, I know. status is so important in the art world and I love that he's he's kind of just giving a big middle he finger is. to the art world. Well, he's not kind of that's he, exactly, exactly what he's doing. Good. 
but I love I know. it. And then um, in 2015, Banksy opened a a park called Dismaland, a large scale group show modeled on Disneyland on August 21st of 2015. Banksy described it as a quote family theme park unsuitable for children. End quote. The aesthetic of the amusement park is what it was titled. Banksy created 10 new works and funded the construction of the exhibit himself. Oh. The show featured 58 artists of the 60 Banksy originally invited to participate. 4,000 tickets were available for purchase per day, priced at £3 each. It received 150,000 visitors in the five-week period it was open. Whoa. It lampooned the many disappointing temporary themed attractions in the UK at the time. Disneyland permanently closed on September 27th, 2015. And if you get a chance and you're listening, go look up pictures because some of the art is really, really fascinating and unique. And it's not just Banksy. He was the one who put on the building and uh, opened this area for collaboration between many artists. Yeah. In October 2018, one of Banksy's works, Balloon Girl, as we talked about earlier, was sold in an auction in Stolby's, at Stolby's in London for $1.4 million. Pounds. Oh my lord! It gets worse. However, shortly after the gavel, the gavel dropped and it was sold, an alarm sounded inside of the picture frame, and the canvas passed through a shredder hidden within the frame, oh. partially shredding the picture. Banksy then posted an image of the shredding on Instagram, captioned "Going, going, gone." Ah, uh, I remember seeing yeah. this on TikTok. Oh my god. After the gosh. sale, the auction house acknowledged that the self-destruction of the work was a prank by the artist. The prank received wide news coverage around the world with one newspaper stating that it was quote, quite possibly the biggest prank in art history, end quote. And that's not a no, prank. That That's intended. This is a this is a statement. It is. Like you can't call that's like Exactly. Uh, I hate but that. This is, I don't like that they're this calling is that the a genius prank. Joe Joey Sire, co founder of an online platform facilitating art dealer sales told the Evening Standard, quote, the auction result will only propel this further, and given the media attention this stunt has received, the lucky buyer would see a great return on the $1.2 million they paid well, last yeah. night. This is now That's part fair. of art history in its shredded state, and we'd estimate Banksy has an added at a minimum 50% to its value, possibly as high as being Ooh. worth two-plus two million pounds. Yeah. End quote. A man seen filming the shredding of the picture during the auction has been suggested to be Banksy. Banksy has since released a video of how the shredder was installed into the frame and the shredding of the picture, explaining that he had um, had fitted the painting with the shredder a few years previously in case it ever went up for auction. Wow. So he's been preparing for this for years. Exactly. To explain his rationale for destroying his own artwork, Banksy quoted Picasso, or quoted Picasso, the urge to destroy is also a creative urge. Wow. Right? That's that's pretty That is a hefty statement. Is. And to to throw it even more out of perspective, the woman who won the bidding at the auction decided to go through with the purchase. Uh -huh. The partially shredded work has been given a new title. Love is in the bin. And it was authenticated by Banksy's authentication Whoa. body pest control. Wait, 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 hang on. His his authentication body is called pest control? Yeah, that's who, that's who represents him now, is pest control. I didn't catch that before. That's hilarious that the name is called pest, pest control. control. <laughs> <laughs> Stolby released a statement and said, quote, Banksy didn't destroy an artwork in the auction. He created one, end quote. 
and called mm. it, quote, the first artwork in history to have been created live during an auction, end quote. Wow. October 14th, 2021, the half-shredded painting was reported to have been sold for $25.4 million. No. Yes. And what was it originally, like $1.2 million, They paid $1.2 million for it. One point two million, and they said, "Oh, it's probably a fifty percent increase. You'll maybe get a, a, almost two now, million. Twenty-five million dollars later. Talk about a return on I investment know. <laughs> and shredded paper. Come on now. Wow, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Um, in two thousand nineteen, in October, a two thousand nine painting by Banksy entitled "Develop uh, Developed Parliament," showing members of Parliament depicted as chimpanzees in the House of Commons, sold at Stolby's in London for just under nine point nine million dollars. On Instagram, the artist said it was a, quote, record price for Banksy painting, and shame I didn't still own it. And wow. At 13 feet wide, it is Banksy's biggest known work on canvas. The auction house stated, regardless of where you sit in the Brex debate, there is no doubt that this work is still more still more pertinent now than it has ever been. Mm. And coming into more modern times, uh, in February 2020, the Valentine's Banksy mural appeared on the side of a building in Bristol Barton Hill neighborhood depicting a young girl firing a slingshot of real red flowers and leaves. In the early hours of Valentine's Day, February 14th, Banksy confirmed this was his work on his Instagram account and website. The painting was defaced just days after appearing, and Banksy de- dedicated the painting titled Painting for Saints for uh, or Game Changer to NHS staff and donated it to the uni- University University Hospital of Southampton during the global coronavirus pandemic in May 2020. Uh-huh. The painting was sold for 14.4 million pounds. And that was in 2021 is when that sold, which is a record for any artwork or for an artwork by Banksy. The proceeds from the sale would benefit the number of NHS related organizations and charities. Wow. In August 2021, I think, no, two more stories and then I'm good. In August 2021, several Banksy artwork collectively titled A Great British Spraycation appeared in the several East uh, Anglin towns. Uh-huh. Banksy created original artwork from the 2021 BBC One Amazon Prime video comedy, The Outlaws. The image of a stenciled rat sitting on two spray cans signed by Banksy featured in the sixth episode, sixth episode of the first series and was painted over by a character Frank played in by Christopher Walken while he was clearing a uh-huh. graffiti-covered wall as part of his community payback sentence. <laughs> and then no- in November 2022, Banksy posted on social media images of a mural on the side of a damaged building in the town of Burodinanka, I believe is how you say it, appearing to confirm a <laughs> visit to, your- to Ukraine following the Russian invasion. And that's the last <laughs> we have on Banksy. Wow. And th- what's funny is a lot of people attain Banksy to just being a street artist and or spray spray paint stencil artist. But he's done yeah. all kinds of installations and different works, which just goes to show mm. that even a street artist doesn't fit in a box and is, is yeah. blended in, in creativity. But that's Banksy, yeah. everyone. Wow. All right. Kind of crazy. What an episode. Right? <laughs> that's a whirlwind. That's, a, <laughs> that's, lot of, awesome. that's a lot of numbers and info. If you stuck around, I, I knew. <laughs> yeah. I... I I knew some of these yep. things. I didn't know a majority of the the details that make them as fascinating as exactly, it is. <laughs> especially <laughs> as we were crazy. talking about the um, the inflation of the art community with within the, uh, the value yeah. of a piece of art necessarily. Yeah, uh, and in doing research for this, I don't know if you're familiar or if anyone listening, it would be. This reminded me a lot of Kilroy, which was a 1940s World War II graffiti 
um, uh, artwork that was showing up in a lot of places during the war. So if if that mm. seems interesting, you can look it up. But it was just kind of like, who did this? Who 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 made Kilroy? And why is he everywhere? So Banksy reminded yeah. me of that. <laughs> well, let's wrap up with the coffee, shall we? Yeah. Um, the burnt sugar or notes, not the burnt sugar, the baker's chocolate came through. Um, it has like a touch of bitterness, but it's not overly bitter. It's it. Honestly, it sounds so stupid. It's like artisanally Ooh. bitter. It's perfectly balanced with everything eh. else. Um, everything is. It's either categorized as baker's chocolate or smoked or burnt. Nice. It's all. It's all intentionally dark. Um, but it's not. It's not acrid. Eh. It's um, oh, it's it's really nice. nice. It's really nice. I prefer like medium yeah. roasts. Um, it's a little darker than something I'd normally have. But as far as dark roasts go, like I think as Americans we tend to over roast everything. Yes. Um, and it's like extra extra bold, mm. which just means that they burnt yep. it way too hard, <laughs> and now it's gross and acrid, and it's been sitting on a shelf for a, mm-hmm. a year. So now it's disgusting, and none of the flavors. Nope. Left. Um, but this is, it's brilliant. It's lovely. It's, it's really, really nice. Um, I'll probably get this yeah. one again at some yeah. point. Well, that's our episode, everyone. Easton, you want to get us out of here today? Yeah. Raise your mugs, everybody, or your cups or your Stanleys or whatever you have. <laughs> and, uh, repeat after me, be good beans and drink good beans. Yeah. Have a great day. Have a good one, everybody. Artists Blend theme music was written and produced by Christopher and Sarah Bailey of Well Wishes Productions, a Nashville-based boutique production company specializing in multimedia production, live event contracting, studio, and live vocals. Find Incognita's infamous adventures on Amazon Prime and its soundtrack on all digital platforms.